Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 309 with Gina Biancini of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Go, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey, Founder Sam, hope you are doing okay during these just absolutely crazy times right now in the world. Um, I just want you to know at Founder, we are trying to put out as much content as we can to serve you. And uh, we've got an incredible guest today. Her name is Gina Biancini, and uh, she's a like very, very experienced founder and she's really, really experienced when it comes to building big communities. Um, now, I know that you guys might or might not be aware, uh, there is a big boom now happening in the online education space. Um, like I'm seeing it at Founder. Obviously, we produce a lot of incredible online courses and training. And, you know, a lot of people are seeing online education as really a mass-wide adoption of a way to learn and an alternative pathway. Um, it's just become more popular than ever, and it's just just crazy. And uh, Gina, she is the founder of a company called Mighty. Now, I first heard of Mighty Networks ooh, a few years ago, but... They're starting to move into the online course space and also the community space. And I think it's really, really important to, to like just really take this in mind that if you are looking to build or develop an online course, a really powerful uh, way to kind of foster your tribe is to have a really strong focus on building your community. So uh, we talk about her software and how to really, really develop communities. We talk about, you know, online courses, the marketplace, how to sell online courses, and so much more. Now, guys, if you do want to start your own online course or you have expertise uh, or knowledge that you want to package up, we are actually launching a program uh, around how we do it at Founder called Rapid Course Formula. Now, I know what you might be thinking, um, you know, why the hell are these guys doing it if they're so good at it? Well, look, there's a lot of rubbish out there. Um, A lot of you guys have asked how we do it. So we've finally decided um, at Founder, we want to teach you how to build any kind of business, whether it's e-com, whether it's SaaS, whether it's services, whether it's now an online course-based business. So if you want to find out more, uh, we have 
a special program launching very, very soon. You can hear more about it. Make sure you're signed up to the founder email list. You can go to founder.com forward slash newsletter and uh, you can find out more. All right, guys, that's it from me. If you are enjoying these episodes, please, please, please take the time to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you're listening. It helps us big time. All right, guys, that's it from me. Now I'll jump in the show. The first question that I ask everyone that comes on is, uh, how'd you get your job? So how did I get my job? Um, through a lot of turns and ups and downs, but fundamentally I fell in love with creators and creators as a customer type, a creator as, as a way to serve. When I founded Ning um, back in 2004, when we launched Ning Networks in 2007 and saw almost overnight people start creating the most interesting uh, social networks in their own communities or their own social networks on Ning uh, for just uh, so many fascinating reasons, so many amazing topics from people who were launching their own social network for people who were navigating type one diabetes or for people who were, um, uh, looking to really build their careers as activists or for political campaigns or people that were really interested in the LA Clippers uh, or offbeat brides or all of these things. What I realized is that this kind of software, the ability to create a community, bring people together. And today, if you fast forward a zillion years, you know, to be able to, to really create something where people can master something interesting together through online courses, through communities, through networking, through, uh, you know, mastermind groups and for the creator to be able to charge for it is just a magical place to work. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, how did you, how did you start mighty your, your current focus and company and how'd that all come about? Yeah, so I, I left Ning in 2010. We had over 300,000 active Ning networks serving, you know, roughly 100 million people around the world. And I knew that I wanted to take a break, but then was was ready to continue for continue building for the next chapter for creators. Um, certainly, I did. I, I started earlier than most, but for me, I knew. It, the next generation of these of these communities that really were going to morph into uh, offering digital products or services, it would be creator led. Um, it would be ad free uh, because the reality is that the most interesting communities tend to be small, and actually, the creators who run them, you know, typically. Uh, on the on the subscription side, charge a lot of money for them. So a premium priced, relatively small community or or series of online courses would be um, would be more important than an ad model. 
and that it had to be mobile. It had to be available on every platform. And so that's really, you know, the three pillars that we started Mighty Networks with. We, we, we had a precursor company called Mighty Bell and then really pivoted in, in September of 2017 to serving creators, small and medium-sized digital businesses, um, really around this notion of being able to bring their community, their online courses, and their payments together in one place, instantly available on every platform and, and, and offered all under their own brand because we believed that that was actually going to be how we'd best be able to realize our vision, which is a world filled with millions of unique and vibrant communities that are creator-led, where people are mastering something interesting or important together on their own terms. Uh, and if you, if you think about the last two major generational shifts of the internet, from starting with websites to then this sort of more centralized social network and, and winner-takes-all world, I believe passionately that the right model for the internet and the right model for the way we connect in the world is in smaller communities that are built around interests and topics and passions and goals that are led by, uh, led by creators, led by people who understand how to bring a group from point A to point B, even if they've never done it before. Yeah, very really interesting. So I'm um really passionate about this particular space as well and, and we're um pretty deep on the digital product side across uh everything that we create at Founder. So I was excited to speak to you because um I had seen uh Mighty Bell around for some time and uh yeah, I'm noticing a lot of people um starting to use Mighty Networks. Um, the first question I want to ask around that is like when it comes to, uh, I guess when you create a course and having a, a community, I've found even from personal experience, it's very difficult to get people off a of Facebook group and onto something else. Yeah. But they actually have already moved off of a Facebook group. If, if if you are offering online courses, they're already doing something off Facebook. If you have a website and requiring them to pay in order to be a member of your Facebook group, they're already moving off of Facebook. I think that the majority of the time where people are staying on Facebook is because, you know, there's one inertia. Um, and two, because the packaging of the holistic experience of creating a brand that that's promise is to master something interesting together. Um, we're just figuring out what those what those best practices are, what the playbook is for that. And and the reality is that we are seeing every single day here at Mighty Networks, not just uh, creators wanting to get off Facebook groups, but their members wanting to get off Facebook groups. So, you know, what are the benefits of using a, you know, a mighty network over a Facebook group? Well, first and foremost, it allows for focus. 
So, you know, this notion that you, you can't get people off Facebook groups, it, it, it's actually quite silly. Like if somebody is paid for a digital product or service, you know this better than, than, than anybody, they are paying for the promise of something new, a result or a transformation or the ability to get closer to their goals that they're not able to get on their own. So that's why somebody takes an online course or joins a membership site. They want to learn something that they believe is going to help them in their lives, right? Like yeah. that's, that's what we're all here for. Yeah. Um, and that's why they want the, the education. That's why they want the networking opportunities. That's why they want the community and they're willing to pay for it because that, that result or those achieving those goals that they cannot achieve on their own is valuable to them. So if that's the case, then this idea that the, the creator can't come back and say, for you to achieve your goals in the way that you want, we want to create our own world where there is focus, where it is easier to meet the people that are the most relevant to you around the things that are most important to you, members near you, members who are like you, where it's easier to message people because there's not all of the noise and clutter that doesn't provide the focus and the progress that comes from focus when you are creating your own world. The second thing is that the quality of the conversations that happen off Facebook are simply higher than when you're on Facebook. And this, I, I think, I really learned this from one of our hosts one of our creators named Sarah Bowman, who runs uh, Yoga with Adrian's uh, Mighty Network, their community that has over 125,000 people in it today called Find What Feels Good Kula. And what she found on Facebook was that because of the way that the newsfeed is structured, people were, as, as she put it, coming in hot. So into a yoga community, people were starting fights. And the reason they were starting fights or answering things in, in you know, a more challenging or angry way is because they're, they're interacting with their yoga community in the same place that they are fighting with their mother-in-law about politics, where they have just seen 47 things that their friends or family don't believe that they're outraged enough about, because this is the way that Facebook drives engagement. And then they're trying to interact with their yoga community with the same vibe. We don't need that vibe. We don't need that. And so when you create your own world, you get to actually set up your own cultural norms. You get to actually drive the kind of engagement that actually allows people to, to build the habits that make for better lives around the things that are most important to them. That's why they'll, they're willing to pay for it. That's why they want something that's delivered to them um, in a holistic way where they can, for example, uh, build the relationships that are independent of that fight that they just had with their mother-in-law on, on their Facebook feed. So I believe passionately that we are at the very early, early stages and early signs, but I think it is building every single day that people, creators are going to be able to charge more money for a premium experience that is off Facebook. And by combining their online courses, their community, their payments, their mastermind groups, all in one place, 
they are going to be able to build a much more valuable asset that they can price at a premium and deliver in a much more delightful way, both for their members and for themselves. Yeah, well, I can I can see this is something you're really passionate about, and it's awesome because, um, yeah, I I have a, a decent understanding of this space. So I was excited to speak with you. So I'm curious. Um, one thing that I've seen as well is when it comes to I guess selling online courses, it's it's still it's in its early stages um, because a lot of people just aren't used to buying digital products. There's a lot of skepticism in the market. There's a lot of rubbish that people sell. Let's be honest. Um, and I'm 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 curious. Like, uh, what do you see your take on that? Yeah, it, it's a great question. So um, I think we are going to see some pretty phenomenal and fundamental changes in terms of how we define online courses and online education, especially premium price paid online education going forward. Um, I'll, I'll share with you my experience with this. So in, uh, in August, so first and foremost, I didn't think that I had anything to offer the world of online courses. So we actually built, uh, online courses into a mighty network, the ability to run online courses within a mighty network because we were hearing so much demand for it. And this was, this was about a year and a half ago. And, what was fascinating was as we were talking to people, you know, they'd always sort of start with, uh, well, you know, I've been running online courses since like 1999 and this is how you do it. And you need this LMS and are you SCORM certified and all this stuff. So I thought that you literally needed to go to graduate school to like run an online course. And so I didn't actually start my own and, you know, I'd been asked about it. It's like, Hey, why don't we do, you know, our own course. And so finally in August of this year, so after we launched payments, I launched my first online course called community design and it's a community design masterclass. And we offered it and launched it within, you know, our mighty network for mighty house. And we have a slightly different approach to online courses where we have the community and the course together in the same place. So rather than have the content on teachable or Kajabi and then a Facebook group, which is kind of standard how people do it today, we actually built the ability to have structured content that, you know, functions just like teachable, but to have the community features together in that same place. So you have a community with essentially the course built in. It has been, absolutely the best thing I have ever done. And, and again, I'm just using like our product kind of the way that it's built and we're about to, to make a a number of other improvements, but here is the thing I didn't know going into this course is that the way that ideas, it's not about your content. It's not about you. It's about what you structure for other people and the ability for them to see what others are doing on that same journey and to learn from each other. So, so the power of what we've created, oh, and by the way, we're earning over six figures now with this course and it's like in four months and it's just, I mean, the reviews of it have been, you know, really we're, we're honored and humbled. Um, 
So what we found though, is that, you know, we're not magicians and we're not geniuses. When, when you structure an online course to essentially take people on a journey with other people, that's the key with other people. And you do it all in the same place. Something magical happens. People have more confidence. People understand the topics more, especially the way we've set it up as like, you know, a five part or five week course where each week we have a concept, a case study, an action and a result. And then we just build on those over the course of five weeks. We also charged the first time we did it. And for a lot of people, that's like, you know, oh, I have to like alpha and beta test my product for free and only then can I charge for it. I don't think that's true. And I think that the people that wait a really long time to launch, you know, launch their courses because they want to make them perfect. And it's about, you know, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on, you know, video production for their course. I think all of that is just unnecessary. Yeah, what I agree fundamentally want is to meet other people who have the same motivation or the same as we call it a big purpose and then to go together through a series of steps and I believe that just in terms of our completion rates and what we're seeing in terms of results and then people that turn around and launch really successful mighty networks I mean we've seen people you know go through this this master class and do a $50,000 launch in 72 hours, having never thought about having a membership site before. And it's not, again, it's not because we're super special. It's because when your community isn't an afterthought, and when you're not limited by what you can do on a Facebook group, you're able to actually create something much more valuable for people. You're able to create something that is going to allow your content to stick with people and to really be able to demonstrate accountability, social proof, have amazing testimonials, and ultimately have people be able to achieve the results and transformation that they would would willing to pay for and that they can't get on their own. And as a result of that, I think we're going to I think we're going to move, it's going to be slow and then one day it's going to go very very quickly where people realize that online courses aren't about content. Online courses are actually about community. Yeah, really interesting. Um, I'm curious. So you said you think that um, people should, uh, the, the courses shouldn't be uh, like uh, on demand. They should be done in, in a sequence. Like, uh... you know, I mean, you can do a course on demand. You just want to make sure that, you know, so many of us start and think about the, the, they spend, people spend all of their time on the content. And what I'm suggesting is spend a more time thinking about how you connect people to each other and you'll do less work. You'll see better results and you'll actually ultimately have to produce less content. Yeah, that's interesting. I, look, I definitely agree. There's something very, very special around when you take a cohort or a group of people through a process and they share that journey together. And I've seen that firsthand when it, when it comes to pairing online courses, there's no doubt about it. Like, you know, your first batch of students or your first intake, uh, when you first launch a course, um, and you take them through that journey, um, and the friendships 
that are formed and the connection. There is no doubt about there's something very, very special about that. But I guess I, my question is like, how do you how do you maintain that over time when you try and sell your course every day? If you want to sell your course or your asset, like an asset every day, you know? Yeah. Um, I think there's people that have scaled this really nicely. Uh, and, and it's just about when you have, when, when you basically can say, look, there's this evergreen course. You just, it's like, go through the content, um, so that you have the shared language with the community, but that the community is the reason people stick with stuff. You know, there's a reason why you don't go to school by yourself. You know, it's, it's who's in your study group, who are you taking classes with? Those also tend to be the deepest friendships for a lot of people. So you can scale it by basically saying, here's the content, here's the community. And then, um, and then here's how to organize, for example, your own mastermind group, who's accepting, you know, who's accepting, uh, new members, or do you want to start one? We see a lot of successful small groups built within a mighty network related to content as people are scaling up. Mm, interesting. So you're saying like, cause that's, that's the model, like a, like a, a lot of personal, like, you know, creators, like people that have personal brands or creators that they use, they, they tend to, that, that, that's the, that's the formula, the framework, you, you know, you create a course and then you have like, you know, a high ticket or quite an expensive mastermind. Is that, so you guys see that happen a lot as well, where it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. So we, what, the reason we see it happen a lot is because those same creators came to us and they said, can you put my mastermind groups and my courses together within one branded asset, one branded place, a mighty network. And we said, huh, that's interesting. Sure. And that's, that is exactly what we're doing. Interesting. And, and these are like the masterminds where people charge like a lot of money. Like we're talking like tens of thousands of dollars per year and stuff, right? Yes, we see that. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So, um, I'm curious because you guys would have kind of uh, an inside look, um, what makes a successful course? Like, you know, we talk about the community piece, but the content piece I'm curious around as well. Like, uh, what, what do you think makes a successful course? Because, um, like, as, as we both discussed, there's a lot of stuff that, that isn't really about the student. It's, it's really about, you know, there's a lot of stuff online around how easy it is to make money and all this other kind of rubbish. Like, what really makes a great course you know, we're talking about community, but what really makes great a great course that gets people results? Yeah. And, and I, I believe that communities and courses are interchangeable in part because they all, they, they have the same goal, which is for somebody to master something that, that is important to them together with other people. And so when you think about that, he, here's what I believe make the, most successful online courses, clarity around the transformation. Where are people starting? Where do they want to go? And does your course take them there step-by-step? Take them there step-by-step. And so what I see that is really interesting 
is the vast majority of people don't start with what they want their their student to do or to have as the results and transformation at the end of their course, but it's what they want to teach or what they want to put out there or, or what they want from people as opposed to what people want from them. And it sounds like such an obvious distinction, uh, but I, I, I regularly see people that, um, that believe that it's about pushing content out as opposed to, you know, structuring an amazing, the equivalent of an amazing workshop for people where so much of it is about what that person is going to do. And also the connections that they're going to make with the other people in that workshop, because that's, especially for an instructor or, or a person running a course, you cannot scale everybody asking you the questions. You can't scale it. What you can scale is here's how you are going to deliver on these particular results. Here's how you're going to build your spiritual practice. Here's how you are going to um, take your user experience, design your career to the next level. And then to push into that course, the connections with other people that are on the same journey, who are on the same path and who have the same motivations, that is where the magic happens. And I think that if, if what, you know, if what a person, a creator is focused on is how much content they're producing or is their content good enough, I think the best, you know, courses I've taken and certainly what we've emulated with community design is one concept, one case study, one action and one result in the interval per week. Let's say, and it's you know, people can't actually consume that much content, but what they can do all the time forever is interact with other people, and I think that piece has been missing far too much or is underappreciated. That especially for these creators that are selling you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in courses. Typically, they're selling that because they're incredibly good marketers and their their content is good, but their community is awesome. And mm. I think that that is a lot of people start with community as an afterthought. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm curious around if you have multiple courses, should you mesh the community together if it's around a, a topic? Like as an example, uh, like your, um, you, you talked about one of your creators that has um, uh, uh, courses around yoga. Um, if you have five different courses, do you mesh the community together? Um, you obviously, you have your, your cohorts for each different course. Like, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, it's a really good question. So in that particular case, they actually don't offer – uh, individual courses. It's about the community as a whole. So the way that, that, that a mighty network is set up. So this sort of answers, answers the, the structure question is you have the overarching mighty network, which is a community. Then within the mighty network, there can be one or more courses or one or more mastermind groups or groups. So each of the courses has its own community. So here's, here's kind of the, the, 
way to think about it in terms of like higher education that we've all been in. You know, we all go to the same college and we, you know, we even take take courses in our major. And so we're there because, you know, we all have that same identity where we've raised our hand and said, this topic is important to us. Yoga is important to us. And then we dive into the groups and the courses that allow us to, um, you know, that allow us to go deeper in a particular area that's important to us. And we're going to meet people in that course in that study group. And that's fantastic. But it doesn't actually take us away from the fact that we also belong to that overarching community. So mm. when you when you just sort of think about it that way, it's kind of obvious that you would want to have sort of a subgroup, which is actually built directly into a course on, on a mighty network, uh, as well as have those courses live within the overall community because that overall community can serve two purposes. One, it can serve alumni. So the people that have taken any of those courses and want to be in a place where people are speaking the same language and are on the same path, um, you know, speaking to people that, you know, are going deeper in, you know, whatever, diet or we have we have a number of different keto diet uh mighty networks for example you want to talk to people that are on that same path um and then also to be in a specific group with the specific people who are who are you know consuming and internalizing that program that workshop or that course together so it's both yeah i see and um i guess when it comes to uh, fostering that community, let's just say you had five different courses around, let's just say cooking. Um, what, like how, like, cause I know you have so much experience across Ning and now Mighty, like what should people be doing to foster that community? So we have, as I mentioned earlier, a whole course on this ourselves, uh, the biggest thing for someone to know about community building in 2020 is one, you have to have a very clear and compelling purpose, the motivation for the community. You know, we bring who you bring together so that you can master X specific things so that we can achieve Y benefits. That is incredibly important, that it's exciting, that it is clear, that it is specific, that it is uh, somewhat obvious that you won't be able to, to achieve that on your own and that the rewards for achieving it are, are profound. It's one of the reasons why entrepreneurial or, you know, make a million dollars from selling online courses, online courses work so well is that the promise of doing that thing is so compelling. The second thing that you need for a community to really thrive and for, you know, our, our promise of community design is, you know, so valuable you can charge for it, creating a community so valuable that you can charge for it and so well-designed that it essentially runs itself. Well, the way that you create something that essentially runs itself is by creating a weekly calendar. 
Um, so some sense of on Tuesdays, we do this on Thursdays, we do this. And when you do that, even if somebody isn't coming into the community, you're getting in their head as a, as a habit in a way that is very compelling. Um, and so, uh, that is really the, um, that is really the, the, the power of community building and modern community building a really important, you know, mission purpose to master something interesting together combined with the ability to really create it as a habit. Yeah, I see. That was great advice. Thank you. Um, when it comes to prices, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because there's a lot of people that charge a lot of money for these online courses. Um, and there's a, there's a perception that like, you know, as if I'd spend, you know, $500, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars for an online course over time. Do you think that because this industry is being, um, you know, it's, it's growing and, and, and so many, there's so many creators out there that prices will go down. Then you look at court, then you look at, course platforms like a like a Udemy or a Skillshare and you can get courses for like you know you can get like thousands of courses um so I'm curious to hear your take there so I may sound like a broken record at this point um (laughs) I know what you're gonna say yeah (laughs) but but Nathan you know fundamentally where is the value coming from it's not from your content it's from your community it's from and and your unique take on who your content attracts, who your topic attracts, and your ability to craft a community that helps each other, that uh, ensures that people are able to achieve the goals and transformation that they have, and to see the kind of changes that they want to make in their lives. That is where the, the value comes from. And so I believe that you are spot on. If someone is just offering content and they are just doing it on these content platforms that do not, that, that are still using Facebook groups for their, for their community, which I think is going to get grosser and grosser and grosser, um, then the idea that you're going to continue to be able to charge a premium is quite low. Reframe that into what is the value proposition that I'm giving someone the best network for becoming a user experience designer in 2020 with great training, with great networking and great opportunities. Am I willing to invest a few thousand dollars a year in my career? Absolutely. Especially if I'm able to make, you know, $25,000 more a year because of the you know, the, the connections, the knowledge and the training that I'm getting. So I think that online course creators are going to have to get a lot more, uh, holistic in what they offer if they want to preserve premium pricing and to take advantage of the journey that happens for people. Um, not just thinking that they are, you know, it's about, it's about just feeding people more and more content. There's only so many videos that someone can watch. There's only so many PDFs a person can read and what they want that is, is never ending is their desire to connect with other people who are on the same path that they are on. 
Yeah, no, I, I think you're like really, really on point. That was, that was great advice. So I'm curious, um, cause we have to work towards wrapping up. Um, and I, I know you, I know what your answer is going to be, but I, I'm, I guess, please understand I'm asking this question from firsthand experience. Like I, this is even before, I think even before my was around, like we have tried, um, to, you know, build, uh, like you know, like a like a community within our platform where we host our you know online content courses, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, like premium content. And we found from personal experience that even if we did shut down the Facebook group, trying to really push people to go back to the site, back to the site, back to the site, back to the site, people still want to create a Slack group. They still want to create a Facebook group. Even if you shut it all down, even if you say your community's there, it's just very, very difficult. Like that that's just from my experience. So I'd love to hear your take. So are you using a mighty network or are you using like your own homegrown platform? Own homegrown. Yeah. That's the problem. So the, the challenge is that actually to, um, to get people like what people are telling you is that they're not sure how they're supposed to use the homegrown solution. They don't exactly like it, it, it is probably not that intuitive, especially if they're going back to the things that they're used to. Um, and that the, the value proposition is not clear to them for, for using that. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, not all, uh, not all branded platforms are, are the same. Um, the other thing is, have you also built out your own mobile apps on Android and iOS? No, we're just working on it. Yeah. yeah. So the, the other thing is just as a data point. So a year ago we saw 30% of our traffic was on iOS and Android today. That number is 65%. Yeah. Wow. Without mobile apps, it's nearly impossible to, uh, to see a community really take off, um, and, and have that journey to master something interesting together, take, take root. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly a biased party, but I also am sort of like that plastic surgeon who like gets the people after they've had bad plastic surgery. It's, uh, it's very challenging to try to build this out yourself it is much better to work with or use services like a mighty network uh, or others. Although I, I don't know of a ton of them yet. I think they'll, they'll more and more will start to emerge here as this, you know, this, all the things I'm saying is it's not, you know, I, I just see them because of where I'm sitting. They are, they are facts. And that means more companies will, will want to, to try to create solutions for this. Uh, but being instantly available on every platform uh, when you are building a online course slash community solution and, and putting that under your brand is actually quite important. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. Well, look, um, mindful of your time, uh, we'll work towards wrapping up. Where's the best place people can find out more about yourself and your work? Uh, MightyNetworks.com <laughs> is probably <laughs> the best place to start. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, look, uh, thank you so much for your time, Gina. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that was great. Really, really interesting. Great. Thank you so much.
founders, entrepreneurs, influencers, disruptors. We feature hundreds of in-depth case studies with the greatest business minds of our current generation. Building a business is hard. The founder mission is to help you create an ass-kicking business and help you learn straight from the mouths of world-class founders. Get your free printed edition of Founder Magazine featuring Sir Richard Branson. Just cover shipping and handling at founder.com forward slash Branson. That's F-O-U-N-D-R dot com forward slash Branson.